It was 2003 and a little company from Korea was making a foothold within the North American marketplace. Since selling cars since the late 90s, Kia has been constantly moving forward. And in 2003, they released the Sorento, their big CUV. But they wanted more. They wanted to go after the big guys. They wanted that seven-passenger behemoth that would make more money for them and make a bigger name for them. And in 2005, we saw it. The concept for what would soon be coming from this company. But soon all would be lost as the 2008 financial crisis took a major hit to the SUV marketplace. Today, the Kia Borrego is one of the only body-on-frame SUVs Kia has ever built and sold in North America. And even though it was very short-lived here, it's not short-lived everywhere else. And that's why we're going to take a look at how the Borrego and the Mojave could help bring back the truck for the Kia brand. AutoWorks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. Welcome back to AutoLooks Autopod. I am your host, the doctor to the automotive industry, Mr. Everett J himself. And today we're going to be taking a look at the Kia Borrego. Keep following our feeds. Check us out on all of our podcast availabilities through iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and over on our main podcast host, Podbeam, and www.autolux.net for all of the episodes and much, much, much more. Now, many of you don't realize that Kia actually has had a body-on-frame SUV in the North American marketplace. Yes, we're talking about the mythical creature that sits in my driveway, Griff. That is what I called my mythical creature. When you have a big, burly, brown SUV that nobody's seen, nobody even knows anything about, and people are freaked out about it, you have to give it a mythical name. And my 2008 Kia Borrego wears that name proudly. Yes, he is a mythical creature, because really, most people don't understand and don't even believe me when I tell them that that beast is one from Kia and two, a body-on-frame SUV. But where did it all start? How did the Borrego get here and why did it leave? Well, we're just going to answer those questions. We're going to take a step back to when a little company was building SUVs. Basically, they're knockoff versions of Jeeps for the Korean military. Yes, we're talking about Asia Motors and their tiny little Asia Motors Rockstar. Yes, the Rockstar looks exactly like a Jeep and hell, shares a lot of parts with Jeeps. But it was all Asia Motors. And if you take a look at their logo, it's an oval as well. And it says Asia in it. Very similar to the brand that would soon take them over, Kia. Now, Kia being a small car company at the time, even in Asia, it was still not as big as it is today. And since only building cars since the 50s, Kia was looking to expand. Kia wanted to do it. And since Ford wasn't there to help them anymore, they needed something else. Well, what better than buying out the largest supplier of military vehicles in South Korea? Buy out Asia Motor. And that is what they did. They took them over. And with the help of them, they created their own model of it. So the original model was the Asia Rockstar. And it eventually morphed into the Kia Rotona. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Mr. Nice Guy from Jackie Chan. Well, he makes a trip to Korea. And while he's there, he's riding in a Jeep-looking vehicle. Say hello to the Kia Rotona. Yes, body-on-frame, fully capable off-road vehicle. But it wasn't mainstream. And it wasn't for every single 
single market. It was built for the South Korean military, which means it was only made for certain markets. Being a military vehicle, it didn't pass all of the safety standards that the North American economy needed. Now, as Kia was moving into the North American marketplace, they wanted to expand. And soon after being bought by Hyundai, they started expanding. They went from the Rio, Cepia, into the Sportage, and eventually they added their big SUV, the one that would become their main SUV for the North American marketplace, the Kia Sorento. Yes, but the Sorento wasn't it. Kia knew they needed something bigger. They needed something bigger than the Sorento. And with the help of the Sportage and the Ratona, they were going to do it. In 2005, they released the Kia KCD2 Mesa concept. Take a look at that on our site. Doesn't look like the vehicle that was about to. Doesn't look like the big burly SUV that they needed for the North American marketplace. You gotta remember, they wanted to compete with the Yukons, the Expeditions, and the Durangos. But you can't do that with the Sorento. A crossover utility vehicle. Remember, it's 2003. CUVs aren't big yet. SUVs are. The Ford Explorer is still riding on the Ranger platform. It hasn't moved into Unibot. It hasn't moved into the car form. Well, Kia wanted in on that. And they wanted to do it in North America, their big market, their biggest expansion of their history. So they needed a model. And this concept was a showcase of that. It was showcasing what they can do, what they were willing to do, where they were willing to go with their design and how big they wanted to do it. But you gotta remember, this is 2005. Now, some parts of that design actually did make it onto production. The hood and the grill and the skid plate were pretty much all the things that made it to the production form. But the size of this behemoth made it to its production form. The only thing is, is that that exact same year, Kia released their KCV4 Mojave concept. Yes, their pickup. But their introduction to the Mojave name, something that would soon grace their big behemoth for the North American marketplace. Now, they were pushing this project forward, and they pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And by late 2007, for 2008 model year, the Kia Borrego finally touched down and showed us the hum and the haw of design. It wasn't as much of a spectacle as the concept before it, but it was still big. When you see it in pictures, it doesn't look that big, but when you stand next to them, they are pretty big. But due to the fact that it was about to become 2008, the financial crisis was going to crunch us, bring us down, and destroy this great product. And with being such a small company and having the Sorento and Sportage to back you up, Kia soon looked the other way about the North American marketplace, and the Borrego was pulled from the market. Yes, 2008 and 2009, that's it. That is it for the Borrego. Two model years, two sales years, and limited sales numbers. All thanks to a financial crisis that crippled everyone. But when you think about it, they kind of looked ahead. Keeping this model there could have cost them. And with such limited numbers and less people buying from that size marketplace, it was best for them to pull it. But should they not bring it back? You have to remember the Borrego was pulled from the market. It wasn't killed off. No, it's still available in Asia as the Mojave. The Mojave lives to this day. Now, unfortunately, the other thing that Kia did have with this, which didn't stay with them, is the V8. Yes, the Borrego was originally released with the original concept of the Tau V8. 361 horsepower, 4.6 liter V8. The unfortunate thing is, this was a brand new engine. And if you know the Borrego and you've checked up on them, they were bad as V8s. The 3.8 liter V6, on the other hand, had 276 horsepower, 
Camaro was capable of towing 5,000 pounds. And this bad boy was big, burly, and great. And you gotta remember, it was built on a body on frame. So it was built to compete with products like the Grand Cherokee, the Tahoe, the Forerunner, the Pathfinder, the Durango. It can compete. It had the room. It had the frame. It had the towing capacity. It had the big V8. But like we said, the financial crisis took this product from us too early. The good news was the V8 did live on and eventually wound up underneath the hoods of Genesis models. Now, unfortunately for them, it never was put underneath the hood of the Genesis Coupe, which would have put it direct competition with the Mustang. Bad, bad, bad on you. Later on, they did add their CRDI V6 diesel, which made for decent towing capacity. It pushed it. It gave it more torque. It gave it more off-road capabilities. Gotta remember, the rear of this thing is a solid axle. It's built for off-roads. It's an interesting vehicle. It rides like crap, but it'll get you over everything. It was an amazing product. Decent towing capacity, 5,000 pounds for the V6. 7,500 pounds with the V8. Largest SUV ever in the Kia stable and it has since had two generations it had an update in 2016 and then for 2019 2020 model year the kia mojave has been completely redesigned the only way you can tell that it still rides on the original platform is by looking at the back windows now like we said they're technically into their third design generation of this thing 2020 they pulled it from the market just before 2010 model year this rough and rugged suv now could it make it a return should the borrego come back well, when you take a look at it, it should. Why? Well, the Wrangler is selling like hotcakes. The Bronco is hitting the market. The Defender is coming out. The Forerunner is still running. And now General Motors is taking a look at how they ruined the Blazer name, but are willing to bring the Jimmy back. They want the Jimmy because they want it to go up against the Bronco. Well, Hyundai isn't known as the big truck manufacturer for Kia. Out of the two of them, yes, Hyundai does build transport, but Kia gets more cred when it comes to diesel, runabout, city-going, cab trucks. So it's still somewhat of a big burly version of it. It's like who is better to have the full-size truck, Toyota or Lexus? When you look at Hyundai, do you see them with a truck or a big burly SUV like that? Or do you see more of Kia having those abilities? Kia does. And because of all these great off-road models coming back and being pushed into the marketplace in the explosion of the SUV craze again, maybe Kia should reconsider. Maybe the Mojave should come here. Well, those dreams seemed kind of quashed last year when the Telluride came out. Yes, Hyundai finally wanted to get back into the seven-passenger ring after the demise of the Veracruz, which actually was the Kia Borrego's brother. And with that, they made the Palisade, or as I like to call it, the Fixelade, and the Telluride, or the knockoff Yukon. It may be a knockoff and win copycat awards for looking like a GMC Yukon, or even a Land Rover, but it doesn't have the capabilities, towing capacity, or off-road ruggedness as the Borrego. Can't lock its diff. You can't rock climb. Like, come on. The Borrego was built for it, and with a diesel engine, the amount of torque you get from the damn thing would make it amazing for off-road abilities. Trust me, I have rock-crawled with this thing, and it does it pretty good. Of course, I've also rock-crawled with the Suzuki SX4. A lot more ground clearance than the Borrego. It's got the big beef look. It's got the towing capacity. It's got the horsepower. Drop the new Tau V8 that Hyundai has underneath the thing, and put it up against the Yukons. Put it up against the Expeditions, and put it up against the new Durant. 
Durangos. Kia needs this. They need a big SUV. And now with Jeep considering bringing the Wagoneer and the Grand Wagoneer into the marketplace because they're tired of watching Ford and General Motors dominate the extended SUV marketplace. The Tahoes, the Expeditions, the Suburbans, they've been running the show for so long. And now Jeep is getting back into it. Well, maybe it's time for Kia to do it. Kia and Hyundai seem to be going at it. Considering the fact that Hyundai is now considering a truck, maybe it's time to bring the Mojave back. Maybe it's time for the Mojave to say, we want to be here. We actually want to go to the Mojave Desert. And the market is starting to show signs that it wants it back. The explosion in sales from the Telluride of a truck-esque looking product from Kia just goes to show you that the market wants a truck SUV from Kia. Yes, the Palisade from far away does look like an Escalade. That's what we call it, the Fixalade. So it gives it that luxury appeal. It does what the Volkswagen Phaeton did. It gives you the image of being decently wealthy, but without costing you a fortune. It's essentially the same guidelines that Genesis run by. Why should you pay $200,000 for a Mercedes Escalade? when you can buy a Genesis G90 for under six figures. Why? And if Kia brought the Mojave to the North American marketplace, they could put it up against some of these front runners and they could say, we can do what the Yukon does. We could do it with the towing capacity. We could do it with the power, the interior space, and the rough and rugged looking design. Take a look at the damn thing. The 2020 Kia Mojave. The damn thing has a masterpiece edition. Luxury. It can go up against the Yukon Denali. But will Kia listen? Will Kia take the phone and pick it up? Will they answer us and say, yes, we realize we pulled from the market and we should not have. We know the Mojave is an amazing looking product and it should come back to North America. The Telluride is good, but it's not as good because it doesn't have that off-road ability. And that is one of those few areas that is now becoming big money. With the rise of the Wrangler and the Bronco and now the Jimmy coming, full-blown SUVs are exploding on the North American marketplace. But why? It's because of all those urban dwellers are willing to take their Ubers, willing to take their Lyfts to get around town. But on the weekend, they want to get out of the city. They want to explore nature and see everything. And if they're willing to buy a vehicle, they're willing to buy a vehicle that will go everywhere. And that is what they're doing. Instead of spending money on the tiny little Honda Fit to get around town, they're buying the Jeep, parking it in an underground garage, and only taking it out on weekends. This is a market that Kia can enter. With a price point lower than its competition and the attitude and looks of off-road abilities, the Mojave could take the market. Where the Telluride blew up for Kia, the Mojave could finish the job. So when you really consider it, should Kia have pulled this product from the marketplace? Well, when you take a look back to the 2016 revised front end, eight years after the product came out, you wonder yourself, yeah, they really should have. Because look at the first generation of the Honda Pilot, similar in bland styling as the Borrego, and it didn't last as long as the second generation. Look at the second generation, that giant toaster. It lasted longer and had the ability to look good under certain circumstances. First generation didn't. First generation you can kind of do it too, but the new one, the new one, you can do it. Korea isn't just about small cars. It's not just about little products. It's about just as much as the automotive world as the rest of us. And Sassyong, Hyundai, Kia, the old school Asia Motors, and even Daewoo before it have all proven to us that they can be comp competition to the big players. Now, Kia, will you pick up the phone and answer us? Give us an answer. Tell us that the Borrego will come back because it's a product that could sell and boost your image. You could turn Kia into the 
truck form of the Hyundai Kia Corporation. And the Borrego can be your start. So from all of us at Autolux, yes, we have experienced the thrill of the Borrego, but we've also experienced the crap of the Borrego. And considering that this product is well over 12 years old on its frame, Kia has made much movement in quality control for this product. And it is big enough to take on the market right now. So Kia, will you bring it back? Because this is a product that we know can make it in the North American marketplace. We just hope that Kia listens to us and takes stance to bring the Mojave back to the North American marketplace to give us our big burly SUV. Because the price point of it is so much better looking than the price point of the Yukon. So from all of us at Autolux, keep following our feeds, all of our stuff on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. You can always check out some of our stuff over on Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, and over at www.autolux.net for all your up-to-date information about corporate websites, our podcast, and the occasional blogs to get you through the day. So strap yourself in for one fun wild ride from Kia.